We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Tuesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Clark Ford Studio here with you today. Ole Miss and South Carolina from... Columbia, South Carolina tonight, 5.30 start for that one. The Rebels looking for their uh, first SEC win of the season. Carolina looking to uh, try to beat anybody not named Kentucky at this point for uh, for the uh, the Gamecocks. Well, my parents' first season as head coach there in, uh, in in Columbia. So we'll talk that today. I guess we'll talk some uh, a lot of NFL, frankly. The uh, next round of the playoffs are set. The NFL uh, divisional round. After Dallas demolished Tampa Bay last night in uh, in Tampa, so we'll discuss all those things and more coming up on the show. Remain on Walker Howard watch as uh, he is expected to pick a destination here very 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 soon. The story has been updated this morning. It's ready to go. It's there, prepared. Just to change the word Sunday to Monday, and then I mean, Monday I mean, I to Tuesday. Monday to Tuesday. <laughs> I'm prepared to change it to Wednesday. I'm telling you now, it still would be a hilarious if if anybody did it over like a career and had, had the ability to keep them a coffee table book of stories never published. My story on Javante, it would be fantastic. A, a coffee table book of had things just gone differently. The collection. My story on Javante John Baptiste committing to Ole Miss was really good. I did was a, it? I did a lot of uh, research. I did seriously, no joke. I dug into a Columbus Dispatch. I think it's Columbus. I think that's what they call the one in Ohio. That is correct. Yes, it's Columbus Dispatch. I dug deep into one of those it's, stories. It's confusing because the Columbus, Mississippi paper is like the commercial dispatch in Columbus. Right. And it, it yeah. So, had that one ready to go. I spent more than an hour on that. It was an hour of my life. Just, I mean, look, I've wasted so many hours, but it was a wasted hour. Um, there's a bunch. I'm telling you, it would be it would be a it would be a great project. Like the 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 front. You know the the cover would be like Dan McDonald in an Ole Miss baseball uniform or something, and you just you you build it up. And uh, let's see, there's a question in the thread already with the date continuing to be pushed back. Is that no? It's not a sign. It's just he look. <laughs> he got in the portal on Friday. Basically, he was at Ole Miss on Friday into Saturday. He was at TCU on Saturday into Sunday. 
He went home. Yesterday was Monday. I believe he's basically made a decision. He had he had four schools at a minimum that offered him NIL packages. Okay. Um, all of those offers, according to pretty reliable sources, were basically the same. Um, he's got to make a decision. His best friend, um, former LSU teammate, uh, Besh, the, the tight end, wide receiver, he's at TCU. Enrolled. Enrolled, yeah, he's at TCU. So I'm sure that telling him, hey, I'm not coming with you is, is difficult. Um, th- there's a family connection to the uh, TCU staff. There's a family connection to the Florida staff. Um, you know, you have to make decisions and it takes a minute. And anybody who's ever been around young people making college decisions, those can have a lot of second thoughts attached to them. It takes a minute to completely, unless you just grew up something like Walker Howard grew up a LSU fan. And so his first choice, even though his father, former LSU quarterback, Jamie Howard didn't really think it was the best decision. Um, Walker followed his heart the first time. And a lot of times that's a mistake. Um, so he, he committed to LSU and had a good experience at LSU, but was going to be the scout team quarterback again this year. So he, um, went ahead and, and got into the portal. And so now they're trying to make a decision. And I'm sure that there's a part of them that are just, hey, let's make sure here. Let's be 100%. But I anticipate it will be Ole Miss. Yeah. I forgot at the top, the Oxford Exxon, the Oxford Exxon podcast, Highway 6 West in Oxford, Blue Sky locations up and down I-55. They're out in North Mississippi as well. Lunch specials, hot case, ribs maybe for dinner tonight. Pick them on the way home. You can early early tip for Ole Miss and South Carolina, so you can get ribs on the way in, wet or dry. Call them ahead; they'll wrap them up, have them ready to go for you there locally at the Oxford Exxon. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Uh, call the number six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest will join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. I knew I wasn't prepared for something this morning. Really? Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, I haven't memorized a reader yet. At some point I will. If you're a displaced corporate executive, you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, you're an experienced entrepreneur just looking to diversify. If you're any of those things, Andy uh, Ludekat can help. He's a uh, longtime uh, Rivals board member. He's a uh, diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to um, help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. It's uh, Andy Ludicky. Ludecky. I'm, I'm going to pronounce this correctly. Ludecky. <laughs> I'm, I've got to get it right. At myperfectfranchise.net. Uh, Andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. You mentioned it yesterday, um, how good of a job he does, but kind of gotten feels a little last night i was surfing twitter and uh 
Richard Deesh, who does business, media, journalism for maybe Sports Illustrated now. He's moved around a little bit. But he had uh, he had retweeted a uh, a tweet from Olivia Harlan Decker, Kevin Harlan's daughter, and they worked the game again together last night. She is in sports media as well. Okay. And uh, she had tweeted, hey, Dad, why don't we work some NFL games together? Question mark. Uh, excited to call our third network game this weekend on Westwood One Sports. Jags and Chief, and she had she, the the photo in the tweet was there uh, the wedding photo of her dancing with her father father at her wedding. So kind of a neat neat thing there last night. He he worked some of the games with his daughter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's he is spectacular. He's uh yeah, so he's amazingly good at what he does. I mean, literally, I usually when you're listening to a broadcast and you get home, you can't wait to get inside so you can see it. Almost kind oh, of true. Almost kind of felt like sitting in the truck and especially for football because you do that with baseball. You're fine listening. Hey, oh, that, yeah. that's almost almost baseball is prefer. Yeah, the preferred medium actually is is listening a lot of times for, if they're good. If it's a bad play by play crew where you don't have any idea what's going on in the game, are there some really bad ones? Mm-hmm. Major leagues, mm-hmm. really? Yep. You would think that'd be a standard where you could find. You'd think. I mean, trust me, I'm a Braves fan. I've seen some bad radio and TV people. Yes, you play. have. <laughs> it has not been all cake throughout, no. the, throughout the years. Well, and when you, listen, Belted. when you listen to the Cubs, no joke, Pat Hughes, who's going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, that was a cool moment when they told him and yeah. did that. That was neat. When you listen to Pat Hughes, you get spoiled because he he's perfect at it. I mean, there's nobody better than Pat Hughes. There are people as good, but there's nobody better than Pat Hughes. That You always know the count. You always know the score. You have a mental picture of what's going on in the game. And yet at the same time, he weaves stories and commentary and he doesn't make it. You don't listen to a game on June the 3rd and feel like, boy, this is game six of the World Series. You know, And a lot of that takes time. Of course. You've got to develop the stories and the calmness and the... yeah. And then there's, you know, there's a moment and you'll feel it in games and you know, get into the ninth inning and he says to buckle those seat belts and you sort of know, here we go. It's, is that his thing? That's his thing. Okay. And it and works. So, yeah. So when, we, when he did it in game seven of the World Series, it was like, holy shit. I get, I mean, it hit me like, oh my God. He said it again. I mean, like, here we go. You know, like, and it had a different little tone to his voice. It was, go back and listen. Go back and listen to Game Seven of the 2016 World Series, the tenth inning. It's you can find it. Listen to Pat Hughes's call of that inning. Think about how big that moment was, and how calm and perfect his call was throughout. Absolutely remarkable. We don't listen. Didn't really notice where we're starting today. I, we we don't listen to radio. Is is a, a populace? I, mean, I don't mean me or you, but just in general, the same as generation ago where with baseball that kind of thing but it's still a very important part of the game still Sirius XM it's on the radio when you're in the car it's all those different things if you're really into your team and baseball is a regional sport you're going to know your play-by-play guys your radio guys you're going to have an affinity for them this next generation it's interesting to kind of keep that going because we are losing so many people from that last generation they're retiring and kind of the you know, the golden era was even probably a generation before that, but mm-hmm. it's dwindling down and down and down. And it's it's why 
I mean, obviously biased because we know him, whatever, but it's important for guys, you know, to have guys like Ben Ingram and those people carry that on that do give you that same feel and appreciation for the for the medium when it comes to to, to, to radio in general, but especially baseball play by play. And Ben's immensely talented yeah, I mean, as well. Phenomenal. I mean, he's almost enough between their front office and him, it's almost <laughs> enough to get me to think about it. <laughs> They're putting all the all the stuff in front of you to at least give it a chance if the Cubs completely fall off the face of the earth. Like, hey, we're just we're sitting over here. Yeah, I'm just I mean, kind of waiting. The Cubs do that deal where they add Trey Mancini. I'm like, hmm, it's interesting. They add Eric Hosmer. I'm like, that, okay. I just kind of just keep – they just keep just sort of – every time I start to get off the hook a little bit, they just kind of hook you back on just for a minute. If you would like to bet on the game tonight, Ole Miss and South Carolina. The, oh, God. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just, what? I had a visceral reaction to why you would bet on that. The Rebels are six and a half point favorites in Columbia tonight yeah. against uh, against South Carolina. So uh, you can do that. The money line, if you'd like to bet on Ole Miss, you have to pay two forty to win a hundred. And for the people that are asking, God, is South Carolina that bad? Yes, they're not good. No, they're bad. South Carolina. Uh, if you'd like to bet on them to win a basketball game tonight, you can bet a hundred and win two twenty. Okay. The uh, the over under is one thirty one. Wouldn't touch it with a. Would you go under if you had to? Sixty five ish. Yeah, because Ole Miss really defends well, and if you told me South Carolina got held to fifty something points, okay. and it turned into a rock fight, I'd buy it. That's almost kind of what I expect. But yeah. I, I don't know how anybody, and this is no knock on Ole Miss. I don't know how anybody can watch Ole Miss through five conference games. And go, oh yeah, they're going to win, because they they don't shoot well. They miss lots of shots, and so if you're missing shots, it's hard to just hard to feel good about a team that's that erratic offensively. South Carolina does have four different players in double figures, though. I mean, hey, they got stuff going for them. It's all good. In that all seriousness, Gigi Jackson's really good. Um, he's averaging fifteen. A night he's he he's can a, he can be a microwave and put you in a, in a in a bind tonight. Yeah, he's a guy you have to defend. He's a guy that his best basketball is way in front of him. Um, he will play in the NBA probably next year. He will probably be a late lottery pick. He's got just a huge skill set. He's very raw, very young, but he's a guy that down the road you'll see him play in, in the NBA. And sometimes he's sometimes he's really good, and sometimes he disappears, which is par for the course for super elite players like that. But yeah, you're asking questions about South Carolina's acumen as a basketball team. They barely beat South Carolina State. They uh, lost to Colorado by almost thirty. Or actually, sorry, they lost by thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, Davidson beat them by nine. Furman beat them by nineteen. Uh, George Washington beat them by 24. Yeah, but he was good. <laughs> that dude. They beat Georgetown 74-71 in overtime, and unless it's happened in the last week, Georgetown is on a historic conference losing streak run. It's like 28 in a row yeah, or I something. I think it's still going. Patrick Ewing's still the coach there, right? For now. I mean, yeah, it's, it seems a little ominous, but yeah. yes, that's, yeah. that's the situation. Feel safe to say that if you're covering Georgetown, you're covering a coaching search in the next couple months lost to uab lost to vanderbilt 
Tennessee. And then this last week, which is the one of the weirder weeks you will see in college basketball, Tennessee beats them in Columbia 85-42. Mm-hmm. They go to Rupp and win 71-68, kind of dominate the basketball game. They had the lead throughout, maybe even wire to wire. And then the other day, as we mentioned when I got confused, A&M 94-53 over the Gamecocks. So it's yeah. – it's, I think Ole Miss wins. I said this yesterday. I think Ole Miss wins. I would, if you made me bet, I'd bet on Ole Miss and, lay, put the, to and lay the points. I mean, I guess. I, but if you're betting this game, you you have you either have money to burn or you have an illness. Not a not a great betting game. No, there's no sign real hate right here. This no. is the matchup. This is the thing. Vegas is wrong. Like, I would have absolutely loved A&M minus whatever the hell it was against South Carolina because yeah. A&M's coming. I mean, they're they're playing well. Yeah, whatever that is. But I'd, no. Not so much? No, wouldn't like it at all. Tennessee, Mississippi State is tonight. The uh, Volunteers giving six and a half in Starkville. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Tennessee minus the points there. No, I don't either. I mean, State can't shoot. And Tennessee will lock you down defensively. I mean, that's the thing. Alabama's in Nashville tonight. The Crimson Tide minus eight and a half. Ooh, I don't mind Vandy plus the points here. Really? You like Vandy plus eight and a half today? Vandy's playing pretty well, and you got to think Alabama's a little distracted. Sure. Got to think Got to think that's that was a weird flight. Nate Oates' answers yesterday were... What did he say? Well, he was asked, you know, if anybody else was involved. And his answer was kind of along the lines of everyone's going to make the trip. That's a. It was not a no. That's a weird answer. It was a weird answer. Got to be a weird. I mean, they're not robots. They're not locked in. Today, I wouldn't think. Now they're good. Vanderbilt's pretty good at home. Vanderbilt's played better lately. I don't hate Vandy plus eight and a half. Kyle, thank you for the super chat. He says is Alabama on upset alert. I don't think Vandy can win the game, but if you told me Vandy played him within five, so you six like points, the eight and a half more than you like the plus three fifteen money line. Yeah, I don't think Vanderbilt is going to beat them, but if you told me that's a five point game, I completely buy it. Over under one fifty five. This one. Well, they can both score. Yeah, Vandy can score. Yeah, big number there. Georgia's at Kentucky tonight. The uh, the Wildcats are giving nine to uh, Mike White and the Bulldogs that were up tonight. I'd probably take Kentucky and lay them. Minus 500 on a money line, plus 435 on a money line. Actually, sorry, it's going up. It's up to 11 now. 9 to 11. Now you're getting into a big number. That's getting a little. Georgia can't score much either. It's not their deal. And look, Kentucky, they got a big win. Now they got to build on it because they've got that horrible South Carolina loss on their resume that's like a flashing light. Can't, Can't miss it. And they're net's going to be sort of bubbly they they can't afford they can't afford to lose to a georgia at home so jump into it is that all the sec games tonight and i mean tomorrow oh, there's tomorrow, some tomorrow but, this yeah, yeah, yeah. but i don't have lines on those yet. gotcha so it'll be tomorrow's thing um last night dallas dominates tampa bay from from the jump um just a complete mm-hmm. mauling last night for the cowboys they move forward they will face san francisco in the last game of the weekend, that is Sunday at five thirty, I believe is yep. the uh, is the start time for uh, that one. Really, really good day on Sunday um, there with that with that lineup. But we talked about it. 
a um, couple different things going on with this game. One being the main one being Dak Prescott. He missed his first three throws, and then he was basically perfect the rest of the night. He was phenomenal. Throws for several touchdowns, runs for another. They had a huge lead, even despite uh, the poor kicker who I wanted to go hug um, for yeah. just missing extra point after extra point after extra point. And then ESPN not televising his made extra point. I know. It's like, that's why we're here at this point. I know. I mean, let me see the kick. I saw the kick go through, but I didn't even see him kick it. I'm like, I only, only stayed up for this. Yeah. But I was like so thankful the kid made the kick. And then Dak Prescott over there. Look, I'm, I'm going to praise him in a minute. Okay. But you can't get caught on camera bitching about your kicker missing kicks. No. You're the leader of your team. You're the leader of your team. You, you, you can't. You're the face that, of your franchise. Outside of Jerry Jones. Because the kicker probably didn't get caught on camera bitching every time you threw multiple oh, picks this year. Oh, that's a good point. Probably didn't. Just thinking out loud. You know, Dak, you had some games where you didn't play well, and that's why you lost. And that's part of being a quarterback. And the other part of being a quarterback is that you've got to publicly be... You've got to be a corporate face publicly. Can't get caught on camera. In a game, you're going to win bitching about the kicker. Because that same kicker might get called on next Sunday to go win a game for you. You think he's in the roster next week? I don't know what else is available. I mean, if you're Dallas, the two questions you have are, can we, should we replace him, which is probably yes, and then can we replace him? And now Grind says he uh, he lost the over because of the kicker. No, you didn't because they went for the touchdown instead of kicking the extra point. Lamar kicking the field goal later, so they got those four points back. It's thirty-one either way. Um, because they would have had no reason to go for yeah, the touchdown if, at that point. I doubt if Dak was thinking about the over. No, I know. I'm just right. saying. Yeah, technically you got those back because it did. Look, it was a tough beat. I mean, that game finished at forty-five, and the line was forty-five and a half. This episode of the podcast brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed. Like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you may be more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Look, I know sometimes you know you get help from friends and family, but sometimes you need a professional. Somebody with no preconceived notions. Somebody can help you sort it out from the very beginning. They don't have any knowledge, any emotions to it. It's all about you and getting better with whatever it is that ails you. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. Slash MPW podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. They want to thank Rebel Nation for the incredible support in 2022 for your generosity. The Champions Now campaign nearing $52 million. They're looking forward to an even bigger 2023. So for info info on that or Ole Miss Athletics in general, give to athletics.com is the website. And then uh, with basketball season heating up the men's and women's programs, Show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit givetoathletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. Primeshrimp.com, seven different flavors available for you. 
You can get everything from their newest option, the New Orleans-style barbecue. It is my new favorite. The Signature is a favorite as well. Very versatile options. The full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo, or the Simply Shrimp. So you can season yourself for those with a few more discerning of a palate. But either way, you get it shipped directly to your door and in fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Again, primeshrimp.com. We've been telling you the last few days, it is king cake season with Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Let them help you out with a king cake from now. All you need is 24 hours notice. You call up. They've got some new flavors. They've got their uh, their cheesecake flavor, which was a huge hit. The pecan praline, the new blueberry cheesecake, all the different options there at Johnston Hill Creamery. All their cheeses locally and in-house every day. Order right online. Go to their Instagram page, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. You can also transfer those medications. You can do that easily. You make one phone call. They take care of the rest. G&M, Tyson Drugs, 662-236-2222. So, yeah. they were... Right there on, uh, right there on that one. Now on the flip side, after the first series, Dak Prescott was amazing, and if Dak Prescott oh, can, cha- if he can channel that and play that well with those weapons, they're they're a contender. They're a contender in the NFC if 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 they can play like that. Now the flip side of that is, Tampa Bay's awful. They've been awful all year. I I've watched a lot of I NFC know. South. Okay. And so if you're Tampa today in your meeting, when you're sitting around the table, give everybody a chance to kind of digest their coffee for a minute. Yeah, sure. And someone goes, Hey, this Brady thing's gotta be it's gotta be over. That's it. That's it. It was cute. Got we won. Hey, we won one. Great job. We won one. See the trophy over there? It's worth it. In fact, I put the trophy in the room and I'm like, Hey, look at the trophy. Let's look at it. Yeah. Let's, let's, this was a success. Let's admire this for a minute. Okay, now it's over. Gotta move on. The whole, what's he going to do? Here's If I'm Tampa, the one thing I tell him is, you're not coming here. We're moving on. And good Lord, the people around Tom Brady, someone please get him off the field. Put him in a booth. He, he looked old. I mean, I kept waiting for Micah Parsons to just break him in half. He looks old and... Look, I mean, all jokes aside about girlfriends, he's had a hellaciously tough year. He's not mentally there. Of course not. He's he's struggling. Of course. In all ways. He's put, trying to put a face on it, but you look at him and you kind of go, damn. He kind of admitted as much. Lisa Salters during the game talked about how he said, hey, I'm just kind of trying to focus on this game, and it's been a weird year and yeah. been a lot going on. He's a human. I hope he takes – I hope he stops. It's starting to remind me of Jordan at the end with the Wizards when you're like, no, no, I I don't want too many of these memories because I want to be able to look back on, man, that dude was a monster. Because he was. Tom Brady. Oh, sure. Tom Brady's the GOAT. In a position full of GOATs, he's the GOAT. I mean, there have been so many great quarterbacks that we've had the privilege of watching, and he's He's the man. And that's the thing, like look, his drive and his competitiveness and his 
his his dedication to every part of his body and his game has been what's made him what he is. But I don't know. I just I was watching that game last night, and again, the human element element of it. I kind of went, "Is he going home at night and kind of getting the quiet and going screwed up?" Yeah, I mean, probably. He, probably. He came back for this, and and it ended and everything. You just I know people are going to talk about the Jets, and they're going to talk about Denver, and they're going to talk about whatever. But he need, he would be forty six years old. It's it's silly. It's over. It's over. Hopefully, it should have been over last year. He should have walked off that, field. and we yes. have we would not have had this year to reflect upon exactly. Because last year you would have said, "Man, dude went out on his own terms." Yeah, last year was the time playing fairly well. What this felt like is if Drew Brees had come back one more year, where you would have just watched that and gone, "Nah, Drew." And these guys are wired different; like they miss it. Like people talk about, it's the big joke, right? About Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, sure. Bought a one-way ticket to hey. Thailand. Okay. And, and I look at her, and I'm like, I get it, dude. 100%. I mean. And, He's protecting himself from himself. Don't make any rash decision. Right. Don't. Because, I mean, look, all these people are competitive as hell. That they don't go, oh, no, I got to fix it right now. I'll take the first job. Let's go work, work, work. I got to fix my legacy. We got we to win games. I don't know. Sure. It's just Go so away. many of these guys are wired in a way Go that away. chilling is not possible. Go to Thailand, hang out, eat some food. $20 million. It's going to be all right. And when you come back in a year, if you want to coach, somebody will hire you. Because it looks like where he's staying is really nice. And if well, she's I don't, got, think, and, he's, and if, and if I don't she's, think he picked a hostel for his, his, his outing. <laughs> and if she's going to hang around in that bikini for 365, there's no reason to come back. Maybe ever. It was kind of going in five years. Cliff Kingsbury is still going to be in Thailand. If she's still there in that bikini, I get it. But some of these guys just aren't wired that way. That's not the way they are. It's got, I got to come back. I got to get back to it. I've got to grind. We'll see. Like Sean Payton took a year off. And he, when you listen to him now, he sounds so fresh. He does. He did admit, by the way, the Saints uh, have to have a first-round pick for him to go anywhere right now. And when I was wrong on the years, the Saints have his option through 24, not okay. until 24. So gotcha. you're you're basically, if you're one of these teams, and he interviewed with Tex, the Texans yesterday. Um, he's got several more coming. Arizona, the Chargers haven't made a decision on Brandon Staley. Um, there's another job open to Denver. He's interviewing Denver as well. Yeah. Um, I don't see him going to Houston. But nonetheless... You have to decide if a first-round pick is worth two more seasons with Sean Payton because you're getting him two years earlier than you would be able to without giving up a first-round pick. That is the decision. He's got a lot of value. Oh, I've seen it. If it's a late first-round pick, I'm probably in. If Sean Payton is coaching, and the Saints are in the playoffs this past year. Now, yeah. again, they weren't going to win it. They weren't no, talented. But they would have made they the playoffs. Been, they would, Tampa Bay would not have had that last that night. That game would have been in New Orleans last night. Yes. I mean, you give him a good quarterback and look out. I mean, his the job he did with Pete Drew Brees was amazing. Hell, the job he did with old Drew Brees was pretty impressive. Duct taped that thing up and tried to hold it together there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of your playbook wasn't available with old Drew Brees. Well, we can't do that. What we should do here is, no, we can't, can't do throw that. The ball down he, can't, he can't do that anymore. So let's protect him. And they did. But my point on it 
is sometimes these guys need to take a break. And I maybe maybe Kingsbury will. I mean, he's made the money. Take a break. Everyone, everyone's coming after him to come be the offensive coordinator someplace. Just breathe. You're, 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 you're not, okay. You're not gonna forget the game in a year. You might come back in a year fresh. No, he'll wake up at some point and go, all right, I'm, I'm ready to at least come back and explore options. Yeah. He will wake up one day and that'll be the next thing. Or he might be the guy that wakes up and goes, you know what? I'm going to get in a broadcast booth. It's going to be all right. going to be okay. I have enough money. I would think. They'll pay me well over there too. I promise you, you put $20 million in my account, I'm good. You'll make it we're last. Gonna, we're gonna, oh, we're going to be good. For sure. And he, I mean, again, it's not like, okay, that's the last money you'll ever make. He'll make more money. He's got time. He would get paid big TV money. A couple people in the stream asking, yes, Dallas is in San Francisco. Again, if you're going to pick a day, it's very clear which day you want. You get Cincinnati at Buffalo and Dallas at San Francisco on Sunday um, for the uh, the two games, 2 o'clock for the Bengals and the Bills, and then 5.30 for the nightcap. On Saturday, Jacksonville, Kansas City, 3.30, NBC, New York, Philadelphia, 7.15, Fox. The only one of those games that has a chance to be a dog is the first one. And I don't think it will be. You think Jacksonville shows? Oh, I think they show up ready to party. They got nothing to lose, man. Teams like that at the beginning of their window, Mm -hmm. their window just started to crack open. It's going to get wide open soon. Like they're going to throw it up like spring day. And you know what I mean? That first day in the spring when the temperatures kind of start feeling good and you're like, Oh, we can open the windows. They just started. Like they just unlocked it and cracked it a little, maybe more than any division in the NFL. If I had to buy stock on a team in a division, it is Jacksonville and the NFC in the yes. AFC South. Cause you look around what else is there with Tennessee, Nothing. not being able to figure it out and Ursay doing Ursay things. And then the Texans, I mean, Jacksonville's got a chance to. Yeah. Straight up into the stratosphere. So, if if Jacksonville leaves Kansas City with a loss on Saturday, so okay, cool. Hey, that Mahomes guy, he's good, huh? Yeah, yeah, he was good. We'll be back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. That's what they'll say. Yeah. And they're, they're right. We learned from that. Cool. Yeah, we're All cool. Right. Okay. Everybody's got to, you know, it's first, first time. We got to win. They've got a playoff win. They're, it's house money. They're chilling. Kansas City, on the other hand, the window, the window's been wide open. And it's still fine. It's still pretty open. But you remember the Saints when you could see the window start to close? Or when the window, the, the frame got smaller? Mm-hmm. Got a little tight. If you're Kansas City... You're running out of years. You're running out of years where it's wide open. So there's going to be a little tightness. and Let that game get into the third quarter, and they start kind of feeling the demons from a year ago when Cincinnati beat them and Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, years that everybody thought Kansas City would win the Super Bowl. The 49ers, the most expensive ticket so far this weekend. For this weekend, the uh, the Dallas San Francisco game, 348 to get in price there for uh, for that one. 193 at Orchard Park, 270 in Philadelphia, and 144 in Kansas City mm-hmm. are get-ins as of this morning per, I don't know, vividseats.com. So, for whatever that is. There's uh, something cool about Cowboys Niners in, there a, is. in a playoff game. It feels like the 90s, the 80s. Like the It feels 80s. like we're, yeah. Well, I guess the last time they did it was Super Bowl 25. The the Giants beat the Cowboys on the way, I think. Or was it? No, it was the 49er. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. I'm getting my The, the game I remember yes. was it was my birthday. I want to say it was 82. Okay. The, the Dwight Clark game. Yeah. What a game that was. I mean, holy hell. And as a kid, and at that point, the NFL was just majestic. You know what I mean? And that game. Did the 49ers beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game when Steve Young won the Super Bowl? When they played the Chargers in like 95? Seems like it, but I can't recall. I remember the... I do remember that game at Candlestick, though, with Montana rolling to his right, and Dwight Clark. and What people forget is Dallas got the ball back, and they hit a pass over the middle. And Drew Pearson gets tackled from by the back of his jersey. Otherwise, he scores. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that does not play into account, does it? Yes, I was uh, correct. San Francisco was the one seed. Dallas was the two in the 94 season, 95 Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, the NFC title game, 38-28, 49ers beat the Cowboys. That ended that Cowboys game. They'd won two in a row, and then they won the third the next year. We had the Steelers um, at, that, uh, at that point, so... Then San Francisco rolled over San Diego 49-26 in the uh, in the Super Bowl. That was that San Diego team that I think started the year like 0-4 and still made the that Super was Bowl. Junior Seau and those guys? Yeah, Natron Means, I oh, think, was on that team. That's a name from the past. Yeah, something like that. I think that's uh, Stan Humphreys? 
Was he the quarterback? I think so. Okay. I don't remember. Not, not sure. Sounds right. Interesting story I read this morning was talking about Bengals, Bills, and what do they do with the game tape from the, the nine minutes. seven minutes or nine minutes. There was like 18 plays. One team ran 11, one team ran seven. And they were still in the script. So you don't know what necessarily to do with it because that wasn't after they'd gotten adjustments and settled into the game and gotten comfortable. And there was a lot of it. There was kind of a, a lack of consensus on talking to players and coaches on, hey, this really means something or we can take something from these two. And a couple went, I don't know. That's not – that's complete. Nothing that is showing how they would adjust if we do something yet. We weren't right. there yet. Um, no one so, had adjusted. No. So in a lot of ways – Because Cincinnati got the opening kickoff and drove and scored. Buffalo got the return kickoff, drove and got a field goal. And, and then, then Cincinnati, Cincinnati ball back. was driving. Yeah. They all went, hey, it looked like a shootout, but I don't know. Like, it's too early. Don't know. Cincinnati just so beat up up front. Now, there's a chance that um, the left tackle who got hurt the other day can come back and play. And then there's all these rumors. Oh, he might play? He He's might. got a dislocated kneecap. They, they have not ruled him out. Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams. And then there's the rumors in Cincinnati, which I think are nothing but rumor that Andrew Whitworth is going to come out of retirement and play. Hold on, what? Yep. <laughs> That's not It was true. a bingo forever. That's not true. It's almost certainly not true, but he's having fun with it on Twitter. Is he? Yeah. I don't think he's probably in game shape. I would guess not. There's a lot of guys that could come back and play. Offensive linemen usually aren't it. Because they've either gotten bigger and out of shape, or they've gone on a diet and lost a lot well, of that the, weight. That's the thing. I was talking to <clears throat> talking to Bradley Sawa one day, and he was talking about maybe it was the Bears had called him and said, hey, could you be here for like three weeks? We just need a real quick replacement for something. He's like, I've lost 30 pounds. Like, no, I can't play in the NFL. And whatever size had, yeah. had changed at that point. Like, no, no way. That's not, that's not doable. Because the smart ones that played at 300 – when the career's over, they get down to 240. Yeah, and I mean, you see that across all positions. They lose, and, you know, like, you know, C.J. Johnson, even a linebacker, looks completely different today. I mean, really slim down, and he's lean and, yeah. and thin. And Tom Brady. He looks like he's lost 20, 30 pounds. Yeah, just looks bad. Yeah. I, doesn't look healthy. He looks tired. I'm sure he is, physically and mentally. I'm sure. Neil would play the Bills Bengals game in the uh, Mercedes Benz Dome in Atlanta. That's where he would play the game. Yeah, or Indianapolis. Yeah, I'd play it on neutral site indoors. Take away any advantages. Let let them play the game. the The reasoning for this game being in Buffalo is is it's mind numbing. It really is. It's it's the NFL overreacted to the sentiment. They've made Buffalo kind of America's team. And again, I'm so glad DeMar Hamlin's fine. But from a competitive standpoint, this makes no sense. Both yet, teams. Yet if Buffalo wins, Buffalo and Kansas City will play in Atlanta. Make That makes sense when this is the decision this week. It, it's You can't. It's the exact same situation. For it's, those two respective it's teams. One of your, it's, it's one of your kids comes home with an F in a, in a test, and you say you're grounded for a week. And then another kid comes home with an F, and you're like, eh, don't worry about it. 
Oh, we're not the, all the same. The kid that got grounded for a week is like, now hold up. And that's what's happened here. I mean, if you're if you're Cincinnati, you can't bitch about it all week because there's nothing you can do about it. You got to move on. But internally, they have to be like, come on. This was an overreaction on the part of the NFL that was based on sentiment. So it's, I don't remember. They were guaranteed to have the upper hand if they had won the game. Yes, you would have to hit the, the game head. would be in Cincinnati right. if they'd won the game. Yeah. You don't think that's significant? It is, yeah, yeah. I mean... Course. It's a significant advantage. I was trying to make sure there wasn't any other factors. It was no. that simple. Yeah, yeah. correct. It's, a, it's a, a significant advantage that you're handing the bills for no particular reason other than everyone was worried about DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. Speaking of game preparation, made the board. thought it was interesting. I didn't watch because I had the game broadcast on with sound last night for the most part. Peyton's comment about halftime adjustments said that in 18 seasons he had never made a halftime adjustment that you simply don't have time because you come in and use the bathroom. And I'm not, again, it's not whatever, but I mean, it's from a media standpoint. Do we overplay it? Yes. It's a, now it is a reset and it, it allows for momentum shifts and changes and it stops whatever was going on. But as far as, oh, well, God, they didn't do anything in there. I mean, I do think they make some adjustments. Peyton's the worst example because he makes adjustments play to play yeah he one of the string one of the reasons that he had the hall of fame career that he had was because he's so cerebral as a player it's also a difference in a couple coaches talking versus hey we're gathering up the whole team and going hey guys let me show you let me draw this on the board but if you told me that the the defensive line group gets together with the coach for two minutes and goes hey what we're going to do we're going to work on a different stunt here okay sure or even the defense as a whole gets together and goes here's what we're going to try to do this a little bit but no, he's right. I mean, they don't have they don't have time to, hey, scrap the game plan. Here's the new plan. Let's yeah. walk through this. No, I mean, you know, it's you got what ten minutes. By the time all the coaches get down and everybody gets in the room together and everybody uses the restroom and, like he says, has a couple of orange slices, it's time to go back out. And you've got some guys that spend the half getting treated. Sure. Not the smartest guy in the world, but. The tea leaves here, and I, I mean, from a podcast standpoint, I can't wait. We're getting closer and closer to some movement where Indianapolis trades up to one and takes Will Levis, aren't we? And we go, oh, my God. Oh, wow. Because, look, two, two, two things of evidence. I mean, pretty simple stuff here. Okay. But people aren't idiots. So yesterday, this tweet comes out, 142, yesterday afternoon, from Jamie Eisner. He says, for those who like NFL draft pop props, Will Levis's odds to be the number one overall pick have gone from twenty-two to one to nine to one at FanDuel mm-hmm. and twenty to one to ten to one at DraftKings since last night. Mm-hmm. In a day, Levis moves up into that territory. This morning, on the Athletic, Dane Brugler, who's one of the top NFL draft experts, yep, he comes out with his mock draft for twenty uh, twenty-three and. Again, you got to you got to combine both things, but he has the Indianapolis Colts trading up for number one to take Bryce Young. Right, but with those odds coming in, and then at number two, he has the Texans taking, taking Will, Will Levis. Levis. Well, look, I'm not defending our field. I don't like most of the people in our field. That being said, people like me didn't make up the Will Levis stuff. Number one, why would I do that? I don't care. Number two. That would be so stupid to put my name on something if I was just making it up. 
I told people that Will Levis was being talked about with the number one pick because NFL people told me that. Not me. In fact, the day, I've said this before, the day of the Ole Miss-Kentucky game Mm -hmm. was an 11 a.m. kick, and I got there super early. Remember this? Yeah. And I talked to the head of scouting for an NFL team that's not going quarterback first round. They know they're not going quarterback. They they feel like they have their quarterback. And I said, why are you, are you here for Levis? And he's like, nah, I'm, we're looking at some other guys, whatever, whatever. He goes, don't be surprised if he's the first pick. And I went, really? And he goes, yeah, that people love him. I mean, what do you think? He goes, I, we're not doing quarterbacks. I haven't dug deep on him yet. He said, probably will because that's part of my job. He said, but he's got the tools. Physically, you're right. But if my team takes Will Levis over Bryce Young, I'm terrified. Sure. Terrified. Maybe ends up being right. Okay, we'll see. Are you at all concerned? You know, I'm a Bryce Young guy. Uh, yeah, okay? the, I know where you're going. Yes, okay, I'm a Bryce Young guy. The answer so before, is yes. before anybody before anybody jumps me, I'm a Bryce Young guy. I love him. Love everything about him except one thing. Damn, he's small. Here's the thing. And I don't know one-tenth of one percent of what all the NFL people are paid a lot of money to figure out over the course of whatever. But I do know NFL people get paralysis by the information, mm-hmm. and they freak themselves out and try to talk them out of everything. They have four months. It's too long. They have four months' worth of meetings. Can you imagine if you meet for four months on three people? You end up where you, no one can do anything. Kentucky's roster got really banged up, and they weren't great by the end of the year. I know. But Kentucky was... Pretty good. That roster overall was not bad. My opinion, I don't think Will Levis elevates the people around him. Well, he didn't last year. That's what I don't think. I don't think he's the guy to lead a team because I don't feel like he is a leader and elevates. And Young does. There's no Watched doubt. him do it. He's tiny. I get it. What's his real size? I don't know. I mean, what do we have him? I mean, is he, is he 5'11"? I mean, that's kind of the cutoff where if he's not, it's like, okay. I, I, my guess is he's somewhere between 5'10 and a half and 5'11 because all the scouting services had him at six foot. So he's an inch I bet he's 5'11. So he's 5'11. 195 pounds. Sure. Athletic as hell. How big are his hands? How hard does he throw? Can he throw through cold? It's a California kid who played in the South. Can he play in the cold? If you put him in New York in one of those wind tunnels, can he push the ball? Can he can he throw when the, when the wind's blowing off the lake in Cleveland? I don't know the answers to these questions. Then Levis, on the other hand, when you look at him, my God, he looks the part. I mean, he looks the part. He looks like, uh, oh, hell, he looks like like Justin Herbert or somebody. I mean, he's that big. He's got that physical size. He's broad-shouldered, well put together, can throw the hell out of it. I get it. I, I get I get why there's confusion. I mean, I, if my team takes him with the first pick in the draft, I'm like, oh, my God. But I understand where the NFL is coming from. And they look at it and go, well, maybe the coaching he got wasn't so good. We'll play call him into a star. 
he's going to get compared to Tua. He's going to get paired, compared to those guys. There's no doubt about that. Well, that's legit. Yeah, sure. Kyler Murray. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about how much Kyler Murray has elevated the Cardinals. Sure. Cliff says he'll call when he gets out of the pool. I just... I mean, two, here's the deal, too. Two is done. There's not a there's not a franchise in the NFL that I trust less than Indianapolis right now, I guess, is part of it, too. All right, let's talk about your mock draft there, because here's a wild one. Did you scroll down? About 14, 15? I know where you're going. I'll get there in a second. Real quick, the change on this is to get the one, the Colts had to give up the number four, yep. the number 35, and the 24 first. So yep. next season's first-round pick. So two first and a second. So they would parlay this into two picks and Jalen Carter out By of the Georgia. Way, people in Chicago think that won't be enough. Okay. Will Anderson, number three to the Cardinals. He's a good yeah, number sure, three. Sure. There's nothing. You're 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 completely happy when you go put that thing in. Oh sure. Jalen Carter four to the Bears. So far for the Bears, it's a win. C.J. Stroud, as of right now, it's the Panthers at five. If you're the fifth pick, you have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, he, he announced yesterday he's going oh, pro. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, yeah he's going pro. Okay. Yeah, you can't. You can't. No. Come on. Come on. Uh, I'm scrolling down for SEC things. Kid from Texas Tech going nine to the Seahawks. Um, Tyree Wilson. Mm-hmm. Joey Porter, the corner out of Penn State, is the Saints pick they give in the they give the Eagles at number uh at number ten. Yeah, we couldn't use a corner. I'm glad Philadelphia no, has that. No. Well, glad they have that pick. Broderick Jones, the tackle out of Georgia, the Titans at eleven. Okay. Brian Branch, safety Alabama to the Jets at thirteen. I love him. And then as you mentioned, this is interesting from a who they take position wise and the actual name. AR fifteen quarterback, Detroit Lions. Okay. Anthony Richardson at fifteen. So if I'm a Lions fan, I'm like, wait, 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 what? Okay. I'm I'm what? Why are we taking a quarterback? We got some needs and we're in our window. Let's I go. Mean, he looked good. And if I'm Jared Goff, my hand goes up and goes, well, now hold up a minute. Because I kind of feel like I answered questions this year. Kind of feel like I did my part. What's this? You don't think maybe we could use a tight end or something? You don't think we may use a little help? The 14th pick? And then also I'm going, Anthony Richardson. You become Detroit again. <laughs> immediately. Mean, You're Detroit again. Okay, I mean, because yeah. let's be real. If you're going to question Will Levis, and I do, you got to question the hell. You have to have a Senate meeting about <laughs> Anthony Richardson. It might be the one time we actually do need some committees and commissions. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to go, wait, wait a minute, wait, hold up. In last year's first round, the Lions made a major trade with the division foe to move up to a high upside offensive star, Jamison Williams. They can do it again this year and invest in their future at the quarterback position. Thanks to his size, athleticism, and arm, Richardson's a total freak show with a high ceiling, but he's still figuring out how to be a consistent passer. Jared Goff's presence would let Detroit develop Richardson at his own pace. You need help. I get you this. don't need I, I, a number two quarterback right now. I get now. the ceiling. I do. And he does have a tremendously oh, a hell high of a ceiling. talent. But his floor is... It Down is, in the caves somewhere. You know those shows like when you were a kid, like in Scooby Doo, and them fell and they just went and kept falling. That's his floor. I'm not sure he has a floor. His floor is total disaster. 
Because that cat had a couple of good games at Florida, and he had some games at Florida. He's not elevating anybody. He had games at Florida where he was abysmal. Sure. With Dan Mullen and then with Billy Napier. Just horrible. Horrible. Had games where he was really good. But I can't use the 14th pick in the draft on a team that's ready to contend to take a backup quarterback. Just can't do it. Cam Smith, South Carolina, 16 to the Commanders. Okay. Uh, Drew Sanders, linebacker, Arkansas, 19 to the Bucks. He'll be a really good NFL player because he'll play that outside linebacker spot. He's physical enough, pretty athletic. Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC, to the uh, Seahawks, the transfer that we all talked about last yeah, year. Good, really good player. Ringo out of Georgia, the corner to the Ravens at 22. Okay. You okay there? Yeah, it's fine. Seemed a little that ever. Darnell yeah, Washington. One I'm of not the, sure Ringo's a great cover guy, but okay. Darnell Washington, one of the 12 tight ends that Georgia has to the Jags at 24. Whew, that's what I mean. Their window just wide open. You're going to add a weapon like that? Yeah. They can sit there and pluck and pick. and Yeah. The big wide receiver out of TCU, 25 to the Giants, Quentin Johnson. He's a good player, too. I like him. I guess you saw Luke Musgrave in person, the tight end of Oregon State, going to the Bengals at 27. He was hurt a lot this year. Otherwise, I think he would be higher. Oh, really? Yeah. So they might be getting a gift a little there at 27. Could be, potentially. Safety, Texas A&M, Antonio Johnson to the Bills at 29. Oh, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. Bijan Robinson, really good running back out of Texas, to the Eagles at 31. Whew. It's a good draft for them. They get a corner and Bijan Robinson on a team that might win the NFC. And then they're going to the second – I'm not really worried about that necessarily. I'm just kind of curious if anything sticks out that makes sense. Jameer Gibbs, 39 to the Panthers. Um, Saints finally with a pick at 40, taking a tight end out of South Dakota State. Well, that'll get my blood going. That's awesome. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver, Tennessee, to the Titans at 41. Okay. Manuel Forbes, state cover corner, at 52 to the Seahawks. He's a really good player. He's very underrated nationally. Agreed. Forbes should have won the Thorpe. It was dumb. Yeah. Wasn't even a finalist. Uh, okay, that's all it really sticks out. So, yay. We have a lot of time to talk drafts. We, we got a we got a minute. We got, wait, three months? Yeah, we got we got, it's gonna it's gonna be okay. It's gonna it's all gonna. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. But Will Levis. I mean, dude, I, I there will be so many conversations about Will Levis. But hey, if you're the Bears, you're thrilled that suddenly there's this interest in Will Levis. Because now you've got interest in Bryce Young and Will Levis. You're right. If you're the Bears, you're like, hey, the price just keeps going up, boys. Phones are ringing. If you don't hit it, I will take Bryce Young. Hey, hey. Oh, I, that's, we, or we could take Will Levis. Can do whatever I want. Just never know. <laughs> the world is our oyster. Yeah, I can. I mean, I think most people know the Bears are they're they're not going to go quarterback, but they can threaten it. But what they can do, is they, they will at some point over the next three or four months, they will float a story at some point that goes, you know what, feels well, not them, quite. You bring them both in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you bring them both to. There House will be a story Hall. though come out that kind of questions feels. Yeah. It, it, it we'll have a week of it. They'll plant something to somebody and be like, you know, Phil's just not really passing like they think. I, they they could go quarterback. They'll take him out to dinner. 
parade them all over town. Oh, yeah. Go to the girl and the goat and have a nice dinner with Will Levis. You bring Bryce Young in. Why not get to know him? Nice young man. Bryce seems like a very pleasant person. Bring him in. Hey, bring his family in. Get to know him a little bit. Why not? Have a day. Tour the hall. Scare everybody just enough. You show up at their pro days. You play the game. Is uh is Gage going to be okay? Wide receiver got hurt late in the game last night, like the last few plays. I didn't see it. Yeah, I it looked like it's not. I saw concussion, possible neck injury, but probably okay. Bucks wide receiver, they had to get the car. Like it was kind of a oh, weird, scary moment that. late in the game last night. There was like two minutes left. And oh, no, I was long gone by then. You gave it up. What point did you quit? Made the extra point. Oh, really? Yeah, that was I hit, it. I hit okay. The because, I mean, the outcome was decided. Yeah, it was we we, we I, knew I, it was happening. I was tired. It was it was time to go to bed. <laughs> when he made the extra point. <laughs> Literally, I stayed for the extra point. And I was like, that was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I did. I wanted to see. Because if he missed another one after Dak's response to the fourth miss, I thought they might have a fight on the field. I don't get why Dak was so high strong. I don't either. The game was fine. Yeah. Once he made it, though, I was like, okay, I'm good. Click. See, it just came out. If you want to talk about something that's completely meaningless and does not matter, but nonetheless, um, Ole Miss baseball ranked number four in the uh, first poll of the college baseball season from D1Baseball.com. LSU's one. I have not opened it up, but I will 100% assume that is the case. Did you see that where they ask – and I'm going to get my numbers a little wrong here, but they ask every, I guess at the, the convention, every head coach or every program who's going to win the national title. And LSU got 186 votes or something like that out of the 300 and something teams. Oh, wow. The next team got like 12 or something. I mean, they're loaded, right? Just loaded. They bought a title. I mean, yeah. it's, it's from a sheer prospect talent standpoint. I mean, they're incredible on the mound, but if I had to question something, I guess it's pitching. But that that lineup, dude, I mean, without injuries or something, I am just fascinated on watching to see what happens. Because, no, it's it's loaded. And the scholarship thing's going to 25 next year? No, that has not been fully pushed through yet. I was actually, Rippy and I did a podcast last night. You can find that up right now on the network. And we we dove into that. I don't think it's that soon, but I do think it's within the next two, three, four years for sure. So, and this doves this dovetails into. I mean, I'm staring at it right here because I went to pull the rankings up. I thought that that was another sign of what's to come. Yesterday, D1Baseball.com, Kendall and Aaron and those guys, mm-hmm. they released a second subscription option with their site. It is an add-on that is just SEC baseball. That is all it is. You can subscribe for a ton of extra SEC baseball coverage. Okay. And I looked at it and went, okay, know where that's going because that means NIL is completely increasing in the in, in the conference. That scholarship thing changes the the structure for Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, all those teams, state even more than it already has been with what they've got going on. You look at Omaha this past year, six of the eight teams were either SEC teams or soon-to-be SEC teams. Notre yep. Dame and Stanford were the only two that were not. Yep. I went, they are completely loading up on these 14, maybe down the road, 16 teams and going, this is this is where the bread is buttered and this is what we're doing. We've talked about this so many I times mean, it's, that it's, it's kind of a broken record, but it, I guess it bears repeating. If if that happens, the 
I don't think I'm trying to think of other than the following in whatever order you want to put them in. Okay, Texas, Texas A and M, LSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss. I guess state. I question whether state can compete nil with the ones we just mentioned. Yeah, I don't, sure. We'll see. Other than that, who's out there nationally who can or who will? No, I mean, look at the thing here. I've got it up. Um, By the way, it's the first time in the nine-year history of D1Baseball.com that LSU is the number one ranked team in the country. That surprises me oh, in the preseason. Yeah. Vanderbilt's been just doing it year over year sure. over year over year. I mean, no, I mean, who, who is scaring you in the non-SEC in this in, in this top 25 or top 10 or how many ever teams I named? LSU Florida, number one. Florida State? Well, LSU number one, okay. Tennessee number two. Okay. They're really good again. Sure. Stanford number three. They're not killing anybody in the at Stanford. No. Nope. Ole Miss at four. Okay. A&M at five. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest at six. Come oh, on. Okay. Florida at seven. Because okay. we haven't even named like Florida and Vanderbilt who are not giving up the sport. I mean, if one of those teams wins the national title, you're not stunned. This year. Well, right. I'm, I'm watching Vanderbilt. Our, well, Tim Corbin is not going to be there in three years. I said that on Rippy's show last night. Will he be there in one year? See how fast some of this moves. Okay. See what goes on at some other jobs. Mm-hmm. How long is Dave Van Horn coaching? Mm-hmm. And then I'll answer your question. Arkansas at eight. Okay. Oklahoma State at nine can get you. See, here's what's interesting, right? Yeah, sure. You just named, I mean, obviously LSU's floor is further than one. Ole Miss's floor is further than four, but I don't know how much. Like to me, when you tell me Arkansas at eight, I tell you that's probably their floor in the in the new world. Yeah, right. Yeah, not this team, whatever. Not, not, I mean, not, yeah, not this one. Or year. even year over year. Okay, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, have yeah. some weird years because stuff happens. Guys get hurt. Whatever, whatever. But if you talk about program wise, yes. In general, I hope I'm making that point where it makes yeah, yeah, sense because yeah, yeah. someone's going to come back. Oh, McCready said they can't finish lower than eighth. Yeah, of course they can. That's not my point. But like, if you told me that. Ole Miss is perpetually the fourth slash fifth best program in the country in the new world. Yeah, I get it. And if you tell me that the floor for Arkansas in the new world is eight, I'm like, yeah, I get it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Okay. Okay, They, they, sure. they, they will be good. Sure. I, I think this new world is going to help Oklahoma State. They put uh, a lot of money into baseball. Yep. yep. I mean, they stole a couple kids in this portal year where they had sure. some cash. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt at 10. You're not falling See, off the deck. No, but in the new world, if you tell me 10's their ceiling, I buy it. Mm. I think he leaves. East Carolina at 11, whatever. Or whatever. North Carolina at 12. Sure. Maryland, Virginia Tech. TCU. Okay. Metroplex. They're in that next tier. Sure. sure. They're in that next tier. Mm-hmm. Louisville has no money for baseball. UCLA, no. Southern Miss, Virginia. Alabama's 20th in the preseason. I mean, it'll- they, if the pitcher hadn't gotten hurt last year, they're a tournament team. Yeah. NC State, Miami. You hadn't gotten to Auburn yet, have you? They're not in the top 25. Okay. NC State, Miami, South Carolina, Texas Tech, Oregon. Okay. Texas Tech will be fine. Where's Mississippi State? Uh, They were very high. They were – oh, no, they weren't. They weren't in here. There, there's your omission from my group, and I think I'm on to something. Yeah, they're not in the top 25. That's been my, and it's not an anti-state thing. I just, everybody does the deal about who, to me, there are five SEC programs that, counting Texas, that I think are going to be so head and shoulders above everyone else that I, I don't think you'll be able to catch them. I think it'll be upsets to do it. 
I think it's it's LSU, and again, in no particular order. Yeah, sure. Whatever. You can put them in whatever order makes you feel good. LSU, uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M. Put them in a hat. Whatever. How you going to do that? Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. Frankly, I mean, LSU of, of those five is the one that if they decide that they're all in, they're tough. When By the way, I didn't say Texas. They're not in the top 25 either. No, they're not. Okay. They should be. Well, they will. The, they Texas will baseball will be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I would. If I'm buying stock on a non-top 25 team, it's Texas. Okay. Um, but no, point being, you're, I think it's going to be very commonplace in Omaha for the, fi- the final four or six teams to be SEC teams. Yeah. And then just play each other. And In the same way that I think it's going to be commonplace in a 12-team football playoff that three of the final four most years are SEC. I expect it to happen. Be surprised if it doesn't. I don't know. I just, I mean, they obviously didn't make the decision quickly or without a lot of research. I thought it was interesting that they essentially added a new website that was nothing but SEC baseball yesterday. It tells me that, I said this last night, it tells me that in five, eight years, it's probably just secbaseball.com for the most part. Don't know who, how you're getting driven nationally outside of some stringers and some regional stuff that you need to do. Well, I mean, if I'm them, and you know more about it than I do, but I covered SEC baseball for a while. The interest level down here is so is so different than what it is in, anywhere else. Yeah, like if you'd be foolish to go cover the Big Ten the way that you cover the SEC. Mm-hmm. Foolish. The Mountain West. I mean, you can. Yeah, you could be. Yeah, you for a national appeal, you guys can do A and M LSU this week, or you can go do Michigan State, Ohio State. Well, it's okay. easy. Yeah. So you just cover those. Cover those 16 programs. And frankly, two or three of those will be like, ah, peace out. Yeah, Missouri, just keep going. I'm glad like, we're not like, putting money Georgia here. in that? It's just odd. Yeah, I they, think don't, they just don't care. But they they're try, They kind of try. It just doesn't. But they don't care the way Ole Miss cares, the way no. LSU cares, the way Arkansas cares. They don't. The way A&M cares. It should be a top job. I don't understand. Like, I mean, A&M's. They're in. All the resources are there for them to do whatever they want to do in baseball. Oh, yeah, they're going to be good. Yeah. Georgia just doesn't seem to care like that. Mm-mm. So, We don't talk tennis very much, but the Australian Open, ESPN not having people on site, it's like the commentators, is affecting things. It doesn't. Why is no one on site? I don't know. I don't think they send anybody from a money-saving standpoint. I think I saw oh. that somewhere. It sounds different, though. I think that's true. Yeah, it seems weird. I mean, I watch very little. I call I caught the highlights and the stuff of Andy Murray winning because he won like his fiftieth Australian Open match yesterday in a five setter. But yeah, I don't know. I used to watch a ton of it, and it just it I don't seems know, odd just, that you wouldn't want to send McEnroe and all those people. And, and maybe they have some analysts there or something. I just don't think they sent the full team where they're doing. Oh, that's yeah, weird. I hadn't stayed with it. I mean, again, if I'm completely wrong, but that was what I gathered from things very quickly overnight. So you guys can. I mean, this beat is my me this is my conspiracy theory that just comes to mind. Is it because they really don't want to have to do the Djokovic thing as as he progresses through the tournament? I mean, they're still covering it though. I mean, they're still showing everything. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't seem that anything has changed. So they're just trying to save some coin. Yeah, I mean, it's happening all over the country, all yeah. over the media world at this point. Yeah, hundred percent. So, I don't know. Anyway, um, Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan. I guess last thing there. Um, I mean, his president says so, so I'll take his word for it. Maybe he didn't have any options. Well, that's sort of what it feels like, right? I mean, I mean, he's going to be all right. He's going to get a raise. And- oh, he's fine. He's done a great job at Michigan. I mean, they're a top five program. They went to the playoffs two years in a row. I mean, 
There's a list, a long list of programs that would trade places with Michigan right now. So not going to bash the guy, but it just doesn't feel like he has the NFL stock that he once had. And that's not really the way the NFL's going. They're look at who's succeeding in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's career NFL guys. It is. I mean, Peterson at Jacksonville, he won with Philly. It's Brian Dayball. Look at who's succeeding. Zach Taylor, Andy Reid, uh, Sean McDermott. Those aren't college coaches. Those are NFL guys. That's who's winning. No, there's not a lot of history and standard of the college coach going, hey, and again, I know he's been there before and he's won. I get it. Yeah, he did. But he's been gone a minute. By the way, the latest, the latest bracketology had Missouri a nine seed in the NCAA tournament. Okay. I thought that was. What do they have? Six teams in the, in the tournament right now? From the SEC? Mm. Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn. Five in this bracket because this is before Kentucky beat Tennessee. So okay. they'd be back in now, but Kentucky was the first team out in this. And they've got Arkansas in, and Arkansas is tenuous right they now. They have Arkansas six. Yeah. I, they played a hell of a schedule, and so their net's really, really good. And if they can just play 500, they'll be okay. But they're going to start winning some games here soon. They have Auburn a six. Yep. Bama a one. Yep. Tennessee a two. Looking. Tennessee a two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is correct. Missouri in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as of today, I think Missouri's in the tournament. Yeah. As of today, Florida would be on the bubble. So, anyway. All right, more NFL tomorrow, some college football to uh, tomorrow, too. Some stuff we didn't get to. We'll get to some of that. We'll talk about uh, whatever happens tonight in Columbia. We'll at least catch you up on that game. Again, 530 start for that one there in uh, in South Carolina. Some more SEC games tomorrow on Wednesday as well to finish out the midweek schedule. Whatever else comes up between now and then. So appreciate you the stream. Thank you, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.